That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I see the fun. I see the fun. The Diary of Jack Kirkman. Oh, Damn it. <laughs> I Seem Fun, the Diary of Jen Kirkman podcast, episode 260. It's another holiday advice part two with our own Allison Castillo. <laughs> it's just a Castello. Uh, Allison Avid. and Castello. Um, we are putting this one out for the week of Thanksgiving because it's going to answer all your Christmas advice. You have time to actually digest what we say and maybe think about it, or so it might take you a while to get Amazed. to hear the episode, or maybe it's just good to hear advice on Thanksgiving. We just had a laugh off air. That you weren't privy yeah. to, but I don't know we if they would get it. Capture the magic of the laugh on air, but you know what? <laughs> Allison was saying she's sick of people. <laughs> it's not going to work. A second it's not going to work a second time. But and you don't want to hear your advice giver saying such things. But it was yeah. funny. Call me and I'll tell you what. It was a funny. It was like a celebrity. We were, we were bitching about a celebrity and the focus on them. Um, and the celebrity was Jen Kirkman. Oh. She took it really well. <laughs> Everybody, what can I say? Oh, my God. There is a big sale this week in my merchandise store. The really? uh, Black Friday Black Friday Tea Public Sale. It begins today, Wednesday the 23rd. 30% off everything on the site. So you could get yourself, you know, like some of the fun merchandise in my store. Stuff that says, I seem fun. I hate fun. I'm just a soul trapped in a body. Girls will be girls with a fist. It's very cute. You could get baby onesies. You could do all your holiday shopping. Oh, my God. You could. Like, there's mugs. There's iPhone cases. There's... Laptop cases, pillows, T-shirts in all different – like the ladies are always asking. There's like six different kinds of T-shirts. You can get like slouchy or more stiff or boxy. There's sweatshirts. There's hoodies. And they look good. I've I've got about V-necks. So it's really a bunch of different things. Just go to jenkirkman.com, click shop. Everything will be there. And it's a wonderful company called Tee Public. Every sale, you support an independent artist. That's really great. It's great. And I get a percentage – um, or else I wouldn't care. <laughs> Not, you know. All right, you know, to hell with the independent artists. Just, you know. Yeah. Get, let's get the percentage. We just need, you, you know, listen. Me of my broker in New York. Kirksey's, Kirksey's got some bad career news this week. We get nothing lined up 
What? No. Get, we do need we that wanna, percentage. Do I need to give you advice now? Do I need to give you advice? No, just that TV network in London passed on my script. I can't. I hate. I hate England. them too. I hate every single person there. I no, can say don't it hate. Now. Mm. No, there's still another network there that we could okay. give it to. Oh, another one. Okay, I like. They're it. going to say no. Ugh. It's just I have a feeling. Guys, I have a feeling it's this a tough project business. So it's a tough business. So be like me. Just ride some coattails. Just try to ride them out. You know, <laughs> don't put yourself. <laughs> In the fire line. This is really bad advice. I am giving really bad advice. I'm so today's uh, today's edition is called bad advice. But here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna just everyone keep their heads above water. <laughs> send, away when you can. How about this? Uh, send an email to icingfun at gmail dot com for any reason about anything. Um, you can follow it at icingfunpodcast on Twitter, Facebook dot com slash icingfunpodcast, and join the secret. Facebook group that's closed and it's closed but it's not secret by going to um I just go to the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash I seem fun podcast and the they'll lead you there. Okay, everybody. You'll find it. All right. Who gives a shit? All right. I'm gonna start this with this is one of my favorite listeners. He's very funny. He comments on my Instagram a lot. Always something oh, funny. I like this. Yeah. One. Very cute. And he uh he was saying he doesn't really like the closed Facebook group because it's so earnest and he likes to be a little like gay snarky and uh, not that gay. Other you words, know what I'm garky or snay. Yeah, exactly. And so he's like, it's so sincere in there. I'm like, I know, but it's supposed to be. But he can know, snark it up elsewhere. Safe places for everyone. But what I love about it is that I think we won him over with the sincerity because he's he's I see him commenting in the group. With all sincerity, and he wrote a very sincere email. Yeah, this one is cool. This is so sweet. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm going to start the episode this way, uh, and then we'll get into giving advice. But this young man, I don't know, actually, this young buck, like um, what do you? <laughs> I, I forget. I, he calls himself something. Uh, it's like a three name name. It's like J. It's like Agent J. Sub, I don't care, Hoover. I'm getting your name wrong, but you know who you are, and you're one of my favorites, but I just keep everyone's name off. So he has advice to the listeners. So I will read Bring this. Bring it on. Hi, Jen. <clears throat> you do, Sorry, I was in the... I'm still recovering from the air quality in Northern California. I mean, oh. literally still coughing up dirt. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Terrible. Terrible, terrible. I know. I know people are actually losing their homes. I'm like, I have some post-nasal drip. <laughs> I know. <sighs> You're like, I can't sing alone at home <laughs> as much as I'd like to. Thanks, Northern California. I mean, that's kind of what's going on. <laughs> Hi, Jen. You do so much, so much cool stuff for people and put up with me and my Dead Sea Scrolls of emails and comments. So I'm going to offer a piece of my own holiday advice for listeners. Should you get a question it might be appropriate for, well, we're just going to put it out there as a blanket statement. Which headphone am I, Aaron? Five? Oh no, I'm five. You're the one. You stupid asshole. <laughs> if I wish everyone could see that, it's literally. Oh, the it's right one in front of me. She's plugged into, and she can see that, and she's like yelling at Aaron, who's across the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's so old, lady. Do you know Which what I'm plugged into? Headphone is this? But isn't that a life lesson? It is. I'm plugged in, and it's right in front of me, and I can't see it. Wow. Mm. You always had the power to go home. Okay, go ahead. Uh, let's see. I love it. 
People are always worried about the potentially awkward dance of gift giving. For example, who should be on their list, what to give, how much to spend, all of that nonsense. My suggestion is for anyone questioning what to give people in their lives that maybe they aren't so close to personally, but would still like to express gratitude and joy in some tangible way without it coming off as a cheesy afterthought. What I do every year is along with making tons of cookies for fun, which I'm locally famous for doing, not to brag. It's like his own little Hallmark movie, mm-hmm. is I make a... A one particular batch of larger cut cookies, and they are all in a special shape or design that has some meaning or symbolism, like a swastika. Wait, what? I'm kidding. <laughs> I just, I added that. That's not funny. Sometimes it's a personal motif commemorating an event or a job, and sometimes it's related to family or culture, anything special like that. Are you a doctor like Dr. Barbara Persons? Make a pill-shaped cookie that says holiday cheer, 200 milligrams in icing. You would love that, Allison. Are you a busy business person? Make a briefcase cookie with a tasteful monogram or an icing version of your business card. (laughs) Are you a cat lover? Make mittens the cat cookies. Are you the live, laugh, love lady? Make a plain round cookie that just says (laughs) the words decorated cookie because you are too busy working to feed your family to make cookies. I love that one too. Anyways, after decorating, I individually wrap them in some kind of colored cellophane with a cheap gift ribbon and boom (laughs) these little parcels are now ready to be a personal way to express season's greetings to those people in your nebulous orbit perfect for neighbors coworkers, friends mail carriers and delivery people and anyone else you may have helped by whom you may have been helped by throughout the course of the year if you are not so motivated to make a cookie on your own do it with a friend invite someone over one day to watch hallmark movies and make one batch of cookies you can have wine and laugh yourself silly pretending to be the busy business lady and the romantic interests mom in the Hallmark movie when they inevitably end up making cookies together and talking about said romantic interest and how despite his previous tra- previous tragedy or trauma, he really still is Santa at heart. <laughs> you could both make your own cookies and even exchange one with each other when you're done. How cute is that? I love that idea of it's personalized adorable. cookies. It's I so much better it. than just cookies. And by the way, anyone who has the energy to actually do something like this for people, I just can't even it's imagine. Amazing. It's amazing. Like just reading that, made me tired like and let's say you're like oh my god i'm not doing sugar this holiday but you're not telling anyone or something and you do get a gift like a cookie even if you don't eat it you're like oh my god it's yeah you just personalized to, to me yeah, that's so sweet your neighbor yeah, yeah and you have a good moment and then what else i'm too far away from oh my god aaron had to get up and emergency move the mic like emergency aaron sorry wow you guys probably lost all the witty things i said <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> did we save any of it i'm so sorry <laughs> So sorry. There's all kinds of tragedies going on, even in the places that aren't on fire. I'm serious. Okay. I'm going to let you start with this one. I'll read it. Um, which one do you want to start with? Is there anything that's calling to you? I was going to start with um, Single and Alone with Strangers for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Let's do that one. Okay. Hi. Please don't use my name. Don't worry about it. I need some Christmas advice. It's my first Christmas truly away from family. I lived out of state a few years ago too, but I lived near my aunt and uncle, so I was able to spend Christmas with them. I moved a couple years ago and no longer live near any family. This year, Christmas is on a Tuesday, and with my work schedule, I can't make the nine-hour drive home. Flying isn't an option either. Well, I'm 29, single, no kids, will be 30 in January, and I'm currently renting an in-law suite from a friend, coworker, and her family, two kids, age four and two. I love Christmas and all the family things that go along with it. They've already said I'm welcome at all their family things. They've been very open to me during different family activities with them, but so far none have involved holidays. I just don't want to be, sorry, the hiccups, intrusive on their family time. Any advice on how to not be intrusive? Gift ideas? See above 
cookie. Yeah, it makes some um, cookies. How not to feel sad about being single nearly 30 in a way. I don't know advice on that. Um, I'll take any words of advice or encouragement. Allison, Jen, take it away. Okay. I just uh, okay. How to how to not feel sad about being single thirty nearly thirty in a way? Are you? Don't first of all you can't. Okay, no, you can be. I think you're going to feel sad, and you just go through it. Like you cannot be sad. Go through the sadness, but also you'll find some happiness this holiday. So you're going to have mixed emotions. Mm-hmm. It's the circle of life. Let make a space for both of them. Yeah. yeah, I try to fight the sadness. It feels worse. No, you're not going to. You able end to up do doing that. things that like make more chaos. Like you drink too much. You call someone you shouldn't. <laughs> Believe me. Um, the so- only way out is through. <laughs> through exactly. <Thank> you. <laughs> Did you make that up? It's really I did. Um, and don't I don't know about single nearly thirty. I mean, isn't that everybody? You're fine. Like, yeah. like I just want to. We're talking to you. women in the in the forties and above. Oh yeah, who are really single, and we're um, like, uh, this is when it matters. Uh, anything under thirty five is fair game. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and pretend I didn't say that. No one heard that. What do you mean is fair game? Like, I just mean like, don't even start complaining till you're thirty five. Oh, got it. Like, yeah. You know, we can't really. Hear that? But why don't you? I mean, oh, we can't really hear that. I can't. I literally can't. It's like in a tone I can't hear anymore because uh, <laughs> I'm so old. If somebody below 35 complains about being single, I literally just hear "ping." <laughs> um, do you do that in your act? Uh, I put it in now. I used to do something similar about men with wedding rings talking to me. Okay, well now um, we're adding that one. Okay, in. I'll add that. Thanks everybody who doesn't know who I am and never heard me. Now they will. But I mean, first of all, you can totally not be with with your family but like do plan for a facetime Mm. thing do that like plan for a facetime toast get your champagne out on both sides if you're a drinker if not get your little i don't know your mocha whatever it is (laughs) and have like a nice gathering with your family and say hi to everybody because i think that just you know my my brother and his family often live abroad for two or three years at a time and that's what we do you know we'd love to be together but what we do is on the day we just usually do like a FaceTime or we, you know, that thing where you pass the phone to everybody, which is a nightmare, but yeah. Um, so do that. Um, also, I just wanted to say, I think these people you're have, you're living with sound like very nice people mm-hmm. and you're, ta- you're worried about being intrusive. And I totally get that because, you know, we think of holidays as family time, but there's also something to be said for if they've offered this thing to you just to accept and yeah. not feel intrusive, just accept and you know, your your instincts are right in line, like get a few little gifts or bring a bottle of wine or whatever it is you can do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just try to enjoy that. Try to try to accept that generosity because I think that's important too. I think that's so important, accepting the generosity. That can be a gift that you give them. They might want to be generous. It might make them yeah. feel good. I had some thoughts. I agree with Allison. I've had some um, – a Christmas that I chose to stay – in LA because I'd gone to see my family a few times that year and I was going to go back in January. I was like, enough traveling. I'm so tired. And we opened our presents together over the phone. So like we sent each other gifts. So that was nice. So I, you know, I think that in terms of not being intrusive, they have a two and a four-year-old. So their life is chaos anyway. So (laughs) one more adult is not going to feel intrusive. It might feel, I would say that I'm assuming you're not going to show up in pajamas at 7 a.m. when the kids are opening presents. Like maybe that's their family time. You'll come over for once the presents are already open. So like they have their little moment with the kids screaming. And then you come over, you know, maybe not in your pajamas. And like Allison said, bring something, cook something the night before. That can also give you something to do the night before. 
And then if they offered, like, just whatever. It's also um, – I think it's an interesting thing that you point out. You're like, they have these two kids. There's total, probably total chaos. You know, they're two little kids. But so also two people with two kids, sometimes they like an extra person yes, around. Yes, they want a like, grown-up to talk sometimes to. Sometimes they're like, you know, it's or us two and these kids. And like, we welcome another person in this mix to like be something different. You know? Yeah, I think that also I would say too, even if it's not the life you want or the kids are obnoxious, I always can feel, even if I don't want marriage and kids, if I'm around that on a holiday, I will feel bad when I go home, even though it's not what I want. I just feel mm. bad that like, why don't I have that though? Like what I do wrong. And so you have to plan something special for yourself that you're looking forward to. So I always say this, if you're home on New Year's Eve eating like takeout, you're only sad because it's New Year's Eve. If you blew off work one day and just sat on the couch in pajamas with a fuzzy blanket eating takeout, you would not be, be sad. So You'd be so psyched. Be so, happy. so pretend it's not Christmas and think of like, what would you do if you blew off work and go do that at your suite that you're staying in later. So whether it's a movie you like to watch, whatever, and have some kind of food ready. Also, I just had a logistical thing I was confused about. So you have to work the next day, and it seems like you're staying with a coworker. Um, what's this job that you have to work the next day? I'm wondering if they're going to work too. It would be awkward <laughs> if the reason you have to work is because they took the day off. <laughs> Then you just sit there resenting them. For like, you're like eating your turkey dinner like super slow or whatever they serve. Maybe it's your tofurkey. I don't know. Ris- listen, we don't. It. I have we no don't idea. know. The world. Listen, there's all kinds of different turkeys and genders. We don't know anymore what people do. Who knows? Could be an Indian buffet. I don't know. It's best not to assume. We don't know if it. Yes, maybe there's a tikka masala. I don't know. What's that? That sounds great. Chicken tikka masala. What? It's, Indian, it's Indian food. Oh, I never heard oh, of it. It's so delicious. I never heard of it. I only know Melikaliki Maka. That's <laughs> is that Hawaiian? Yes, that's Merry Christmas. Oh. Melikaliki Maka okay, is really? a thing yeah. to say on a bright Hawaiian. Don't you know that Bing Crosby song with the Andrews sisters? Melikaliki. <sighs> Are you a the only reason I'm a terrible person? I'm a, no, yes, I'm, I'm literally being kicked out of some kind of club right now. I can feel it happening. Oh. Yeah, the Kirksey Club. I'm out. <laughs> Double K's, the Kirksey Club. Wait, why don't you know? I thought you knew this shit. To say Merry Christmas to you. It sounds... is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. Didn't he beat his kids? He beat his kids. One of them killed <laughs> himself. Great. Yeah. Terrible alcoholic. Perfect. I don't mean it's terrible, but, but like he was mean. Yeah. I'm assuming the drinking didn't help. But what a beautiful well, voice. Velvety, very velvety. Velvety voice. <laughs> but then the Andrew sisters come in. They're great. Oh, here we go. I'm just waiting for them to come in. Now, I don't know what their personal lives were. Nobody does because they're women. Okay. Christmas. They were also wife beaters, but nobody gives them credit. <laughs> Do you think he secretly was like, I don't want to sing about Hawaiians. Like, I feel like he was probably racist. Oh, yeah, probably. We're just going to add that to the list. <laughs> the rumor starts here. Our unsubstantiated rumor started here. I hope everyone's okay. I feel like we're... Well, you know, and, uh, just uh, to get back, good luck to you. I hope oh, you yeah. have a good Christmas. Think of us. Or ho- yes. Christmas. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Um, okay. Oh, oh, is she ruining Christmas for her kid? Oh, okay. Is this the... Okay, yeah. Go ahead. At the moment, I'm going through a breakup. 
10 years together. We have one child, but we're still living together, separate bedrooms. That's a lot. However, it's become too much. (laughs) And myself and my son will be moving out. This is something I've been putting off for as long as possible in order to keep things normal for our child. I tell you right now, they know shit's not normal. Yeah, Yeah. it's not normal. But it's not so far from Christmas. I have an overwhelming sense of guilt that I'll be ruining this Christmas for my son. Nope. I know I can't put it off forever, but it's really stressing me out. Should I wait until the holidays are over or is this a crazy idea? I had no idea this time of year had such a hold over my emotions, Mm, right? Interesting. Any advice? Mm. Kirks, what do you think? Well, I think if you've done it in like August and September, it might be their first Christmas in a sort of single home going between two parents. So it is like like if you're doing the moving right now, they might always think of this time of year going forward as like a crazy time of year where things are moving. But I I would – so maybe just for that reason don't. But don't worry about it because of Christmas. You're not pretending anything's normal by living in separate bedrooms. Like you're actually creating, I think – a. This sounds very harsh. I don't mean it as harsh as I'm about to say. But it is sort of in in quotes dysfunctional model – of a relationship, I think they'd rather see you both thriving and happy on your own, uh, whether they know That's it or not. It, it gets in their DNA somewhere. And so, like, perfect example, my ex, who has caused me a lot of pain with his uh, growing up without – he had no modeling of what a relationship was. So mm-hmm. even though he loved me and wanted to be with me, he, like, literally didn't know how. Like, he would do it for a while, and then he would just want to retreat and be alone and would just – think it was weird that anyone liked him. Mm. And what he used to say to me was, well, you know, his dad left before he was born and his mom never dated. Like the whole time he was with living with his mom, Yeah, she was always alone. And then later in life, she said to him, oh, no, I dated. I just never brought anyone home. And his perspective at first hearing that was, oh, my mom had good boundaries. She didn't just want men traipsing through the house. But then years later, after some therapy and I put this bug in his brain, I was like, she actually... uh, was emotionally like never over your dad and she never connected with anyone. So you never got to see healthy relationships modeled. It would have been great if she brought a boyfriend home and like had a relationship in front of you. But in your mind, adults don't need them. And so you you never want – so just be careful what you're doing in front of your kid and stop thinking it's, quote, normal to be all in the same house on Christmas. Just like his mom thought it was normal not to, right. you know, bring someone home that wasn't the father. It's like it can – you're going to fuck up your kid no matter what, is my point. True. Yeah, and you're going to. I mean, to some extent. They have to have Nobody's their own perfect. Pain. As yeah. much as you love your kids and want to do the right thing by them, they're going to grow up and have their own crap and go to therapy and talk about you. It's going to happen. And think about how your parents fucked you up, uh, reader, and how you might forgive them. And let your kid have that experience of being disappointed. Like, it sucks, but just try to make – you already have in your head that there is normal and that's going to bleed onto them. Like let how life is be normal. I mean, I have a few questions about this or just thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, I wish I knew how old the son was because I'm like, maybe he'll forget. Like, Well, (laughs) they've been together 10 years. I bet the son is at least like seven to 10. Okay. So I I was just thinking, you know, um, I think like, the moving out might make things like we're talking about better in the day to day. So that's important, yeah. you know, and would establish the new way that you are living. And that's important for your son. And I, I guess my question was, too, are you still going to celebrate the holiday altogether? Because I think that's a good idea, even if you don't all live together. Like if, if you're it sounds like I mean, I don't know. It, it, obviously, you're getting to the point where you're like, I can't keep living with my ex. But 
I'm I'm kind of guessing you have a pretty okay relationship if you've done it for this long. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking you'll probably celebrate together. So in that case, Chris and Gwyneth. In that case, I think um, you know that's the the more important thing I would think is actually reassuring your son that these holidays are things your family can share together or whatever it is that you're establishing some new kind of way you do the holiday and giving that kind of feeling of safety to your son maybe. I don't know. Yeah, like don't let them see your drama if there is any about moving out. And like you said, reassure them like the holidays will never change. We've got this pie, this tree. Right. Or, you know, we're going to this family on Christmas Eve and we're Mm -hmm. going to this family on Christmas Day and this is what it's going to be and and we all love you. I think that's like really – That's all that matters. Just giving them – a structure mm-hmm. and reassuring them and giving them love. I think that's the most important thing. Not only do I think you're right, I know you're right. I'm childless, by the way. I know so am I, <laughs> but we're totally right. So you should come to us for advice. And that, that's all that matters really? um, is that they have structure and they feel loved. I think that's the big part of it. Because anything in life, we're going to feel, even as adults, like, oh, fuck, I didn't see that coming. Like, oh, my God, we've dealt this yeah, now. Of like, oh, my oh, I mean, gosh. everything's upside down. I never thought it was going to be this way. So the most you can get – that's why I love those fucking Hallmark movies. Like, I kid, but I'm serious. It is structure. It is consistent. I know there's going to be 36 of them. It doesn't matter oh how gosh. many jobs they don't get or how much is on fire. This weekend, a woman is going to fall in love with a guy that runs a Christmas tree farm, and I will watch it. Of course she is. And let me just interject a tiny story here. Last weekend, I went to – a group of friends kind of just small gathering mm-hmm. there was a guy there who is writing a hallmark holiday movie oh my god i know and i was like my friend jen would go crazy for this can i tell you a little hollywood insider please i don't actually know if i'm supposed to say this but i'm sure it's fine um <laughs> i think she listens to the podcast my uh, manager's former assistant is now someone that works at hallmark oh my god and jen. when she got there they were like uh, the, the writing department or development, they're like, oh, we're totally Jen Kirkman fans. We're aware that she's into our movies. And I had a call with them because I would like to pitch them an idea. Oh, my God. And they kind of gave me the rundown of like, this is how we buy projects. This is what we're looking for. Unfortunately, the idea I had is already a movie in development for a different season. Um, um, so it would have to think on some ideas. But they said, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. I don't think it would be too scandalous to say, but there was a – there was a movie this year that came out called Road to Christmas, and this woman had a Christmas tree in her office, and one character said, does that woman have a Christmas tree in her office? And the other woman said, oh, like, you don't want to do that, too, or something like that. And they said, we put that line in there for you. That was an, a nod to you. What? I guess because last year on my Instagram, I took a picture. You got a Hallmark nod? I got a Hallmark I mean, shout is- out exciting stuff. Oh, I was like, what? I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Meanwhile, getting rejected by like <laughs> everything I've ever done. And I'm like, but wait, I, well, I had put a picture of me watching a Hallmark movie on my Instagram last year. And this woman had a Christmas tree in her office and I made a comment about it. I'm assuming it was positive. Like that's cool. Or yeah, I need to do that. But I don't have an office. But um, I somehow they put that in there for me as a little shout out. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, maybe this isn't the time I, I should remind you that, you know, a couple of years ago at the Atwater Village Tavern, I did pitch you a Hallmark movie called Forty Forty Vision. I mean, just because you have the connections, don't feel like you need to help me out. It's fine. 
Oh my God, the movie was so, remember we were so mean to you about it? You weren't, you were just asking good, you asked smart questions. Me and Allison's other friend, Lauren, we were like, wait, what? And May, the so three she, of you. Oh yeah, we're like, so she gets glasses? Yeah, Allison. They, they kind of, it, I probably, they probably prepared me better than anyone could have for pitching someday. Like, <laughs> they were like, no, no, no. This is a blah, blah, blah. we had no ideas, but we were like, that makes no sense. <laughs> it was good. It it's was a great good. idea. It's a good idea because it was about going back to the forties and glasses. Yes, and she's about to turn four. Uh, we're giving the whole plot away. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Don't anyone steal that because it's magic. Okay. By the way, it was been pointed out to me that you can go to Candace Cameron Bure's Instagram and she does like little videos. And there was one she did recently where she's crying because her twenty-year-old is. I don't know, moving out or going to college. And she was directing an episode of Full House, but she said she's on her period and she's trying the period cups. <coughs> and I was like, wow, that is, I never thought she was someone that did that. Who knew? And I got so personal on her Instagram. <laughs> anyway. Or use period cups for yeah. that matter. People, not only is Everlane my new favorite sponsor, but they're like kind of my new favorite clothing company. Men and women, everybody, listen up. Would you buy a t-shirt for 50 bucks if you knew it only cost $7 to make? No. With Everlane, you never overpay for quality clothes. They make premium essentials using the finest materials without traditional markups, and they tell you their real costs, so you know you're never overpaying. I mean, they've got t-shirts and cashmere sweaters and silk tops and jeans and boots and flats and comfortable heels and, I mean... It's so good. I have a, like a little bit, one of everything. This is where you want to get your basic. And I don't, I mean, they say basics, but I mean, you could have an entire wardrobe from there. Everlane wants you to know what you're paying for and why. They are radically transparent about every step in their process from the materials they use to the ethical factories they work with. Their clothes look better, cost less, and last longer. I love... The day heel, the day flat, the silk short sleeve square shirt, the cashmere crew. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Essentials like their cotton crew t-shirt are exactly what they should be. Simple, stylish, and made from quality materials. Men, sorry, I, I don't wear your clothing, but they've got a weekender bag, made uh, slim fit jeans, straight fit denim, men's Japanese Oxford shoe, the cashmere crew sweater. Their timeless essentials are just what you're looking for. No frills, just quality. Right now, you can check out their personalized collection at everlane.com slash fun, and you're going to get free shipping on your first order. E-V-E-R-L-A-N-E dot com slash fun. That's everlane.com slash fun, right? Heels don't have to be uncomfortable. Their day heel not only looks great, but you can wear it from breakfast to drinks in total comfort. Do you ever wonder where and how your clothes are made? Everlane takes the mystery out of that. People, you're going to love it. Everlane.com slash fun. Free shipping on your first order. Oh, I'm so jealous of anyone just discovering it for the first time. All right. Well, little sidebar, guys. Sidebar. I hope I don't get in trouble for that story. Um, I don't think so. Whatever. It's not like I'm like, oh, my I'm God. I'm like, I don't think so because I run this business. Like, who do I know? I think that doesn't really count as gossip. <laughs> um, okay. Husband has to scale back Christmas. This is a long one. Yeah. But 
I think I know this listener, and he's very nice and super supportive. Big fan of yours, too. As you can see, because he said, hey, Jen and Allison. Thank you. I'm someone who unabashedly, unironically, in love with Christmas. I'm a sarcastic, cynical curmudgeon most of the year, but during the holidays, holidays, I just fall head over heels into the season. Thing is, my wife always gives off the vibe that she could take it or leave it. We've been married 14 years, together for 17, and it always seems like such a struggle kicking off the holiday season. For me, as soon as Halloween's over, it's time to crank the Christmas tunes. She doesn't even want me to utter the word Christmas until we're well into December. A few years back, we were selling our apartment in New Jersey and having the realtor show it during the month of December. The moment I mentioned that I still wanted to get a Christmas tree, she flipped out. We can't. It'll make the place look smaller. Eventually, we compromised. I think she's wrong because you have to make it look like a home. You have to be able yeah, to envision. Yeah, actually, things with furniture in them look bigger and empty apartments look smaller. That's a fact. Keep going. True that. <laughs> Allison knows. She's a homeowner. Eventually, we compromised. <laughs> Anyone else who has rents, you would not understand. <laughs> I rent, but yeah, I didn't understand Yeah, if you walk it. into your apartment as a renter and you look, it's totally your, different. Your perspective is skewed. Um, eventually, we compromised and I got her to agree to a smaller than usual four and a half foot tree that year. That's what mine is now. Cute. A couple of years after that, we were buying a house in the DC area. I get it. You guys move and shake. I mean, flipping houses. Hello. <laughs> and the closing was the day before Thanksgiving. You guys do things at weird times. I was going to, that's one of my notes. I'm like, stop moving around the holidays. Are you guys masochists? It's like the worst thing you can do. And the plan was to move in the second weekend of December. I was able to convince her that we needed to get a tree for the new place even before there was any furniture or any of the other stuff moved in. But of course, I had to procure and decorate it myself. I know none of this sounds practical on my part, but fuck practicality at the holidays. The thing is, she's no Scrooge. By the time we get to actual Christmas, she gets really into it, and I mock her for all of her previous bah humbugness. Rinse and repeat, year after year, we have a running joke that she hates fun. Uh... Well, the, I know he already got her a I Hate Fun merchandise. So anyway, okay. I'm just someone who really enjoys the lead up to Christmas more than the day itself. Same here. And I want to <laughs> savor the lead up as long as I can. A less enjoyable ritual every year is the conversation we always seem to have about scaling back on our Christmas. It really bums me out because I don't want to scale it back. We're in the process of adopting a child around Christmas. Yeah, like <laughs> she's arriving on December 25th. And I don't want to become one of those families who only does Christmas for the kids. Christmas is for me, goddammit. I don't ever want to give it up. It always has been and always will be an important part of who I am. How do I communicate once and for all that this is not something I'm ever going to outgrow? This makes me sound whiny and lame. I don't care. Yours in unironic, uncynical holiday cheer, uh, Jeff. I think, think your wife gets it, by the way. Like, I don't <laughs> think she's surprised anymore. Like, you're like, how can I make her understand once if I, if she doesn't get it by now? You guys have been together a long time. Yeah. I guess what he's saying is like, accept yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's going to have to be that thing. I just, I, my whole. Like, just keep doing it without her. Reaction and- to this was, maybe the conversation between these two people is just like, Hey, you're like this. I'm like this. Can we stop talking about it and just keep doing it? Exactly. Like, because it seems like the um, part of the issue here is like the struggle every year, like that we have to cut back and I don't want you to say, and like, that's the tension, but maybe it's just like, could we just admit that like, you're going to be a Scrooge until December. I'm going to play songs after Halloween and we don't need to talk about it anymore. And it's just the way it's going to be. And if she's like annoyed with the decorations, I mean, that's the part I didn't understand. Like if you put the tree up now and decorate everything, is she going to freak out? Like, can you just do it? She's not going to start ripping it down. No, I think she just, it sounds like she just like. This reminds me of an episode of the Rachel Zoe Project that 
I love that really? show. Well, sometimes like for background, like, you know, I need noise in the background if I'm writing or... Wait, is it still... It's not still on. It's not still on, okay. but I own every episode and I put it on in the background. Okay. Because I like to look up and see so the fashion shows. Like, I literally yeah. cannot... Jen literally has seen this episode 40 times. Not literally. <laughs> it's just one of those like, it's eye candy. I look up and I see the fashion shows. Mm-hmm. Like they did such a good job of bringing us into the fashion world. But there's one episode, she is packing like, oh my God, we were, she packed like 50 suitcases for Paris. To go to Paris. And we were, Alice and I were in Paris together that year and we saw Rachel we sitting were in the at the same hotel. Same hotel lobby. We went into this hotel. We were like, why not just go in this hotel and see like what this is like? And it was like the fanciest yeah, lobby we sat ever. We had like finger sandwiches and wine. Like drinks. And yeah. then all of a sudden there she was. And I've kept you from going up to her though. And I've always felt bad about that. No, I think it was the opposite. I think you encouraged me. No, because you were like, I should go up to her. And I was like, I don't know. Because <laughs> oh, she really? had her whole posse around Oh, yeah. Her. No, I'm – well, thank you for doing that because I think she would – I was wearing her ring from her collection. That's probably and what I it thought, was. Well, at least there's that. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, what? She she might think it's cool that an American came over with a ring from her collection, but also like she gets it, like people buy her stuff. <laughs> um, so anyway, in that episode, Roger's like, so many overage fees. She's like, Roger, I need a bag in case I'm wearing this. I need options. She's like, we've been together 30 years. I'm not changing. You're not changing. So that's what I say. Maybe just Paul is out. Pull of Rachel Zoe on this one. It's like yeah, nobody's like changing. No one's going to change in this equation. You know, it, it's just so th- I think the only conversation is like, can we just stop pretending that any, either one of us is going to change and just like, this is what it is. Yeah. And your kid, uh, it'll be fun when your kid, if your kid gets super into Christmas, you can have a partner in crime. Oh, and your kid's <clears> going <throat> to get super into Christmas. Yeah. Because it's going to be so fun having, like, that's that's what makes it, like, you know, yeah. people get into it. It's the person Although, who's into it. People with kids are like, well, I wish I could put up my tree like you did the day after Halloween, but we have to, like, spread out the seasons more. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. The Beach Boys did a Melikaliki Maka, and oh. my phone just started playing as if they were to tell me, hey, we did one, too. Yours is not as good. It's been my secret passion to try it. Wait. Oh, they start. They start a whole story like we're surfing at Christmas. Oh wow! So they're explaining why. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it doesn't say Melikaliki Maka. Wait, here it is. I bet. Nope. <laughs> Wait, what's it called though? Is it's it called, called Melikaliki Maka. You can't just. You can't call something Melikaliki Laka and not sing it. They're just maybe, Hawaii. Maybe it's just because it's about Hawaii. Their song. You know what I mean? That is so weird. Like, I get when bands call a song a name that they don't say in the song. Mm-hmm. But if it's an already established Christmas song, like, that's bold. I'm going to call them and tell them. Calling them I'm going to give them a call. Well, we hope that helped. I mean, listen. Just keep loving Christmas like you do. Seriously. Your wife probably secretly loves it. Like, let's say you didn't. She might be like, what's going on? What are you doing? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Because without you, she can't be grinchy about anything. Like, if you, you know, you're the, the heart, you're the heart three sizes bigger or whatever to her grinch. Exactly. How many sizes, ten, how many sizes does heart grow? I think it's three. I don't know. Who knows? But, you know, look it up. <laughs> Google it. I'm look it up. There. Look it up. People look it up as if anybody <laughs> touches a book anymore. Look it up. Oh, I meant, I thought you, I took it as Google. Oh, okay. Um, he doesn't want to hate Christmas. Okay. <clears throat> Dear Jen and Allison, my name is 
Alexander Thomas, which you can say on air. And I'm just going to start off by saying I am a Jew. (laughs) (laughs) So the Christmas situation has no religious significance to me and never has. I am also a transgender boy. And ever since, I had to do three years at a Christian school for problem children when I was 12 to 14. Which is like, come on, people. I assuming they thought the problem was you were... You probably knew you were trans and they yeah, were trying to I'm change guessing. you. Yeah. I hate everybody. The Christmas season makes me angry. I hear the heightened Christian rhetoric that comes with the season. Um, it's funny because I don't feel like I hear it, but I, if I had that kind of trauma, I would fucking probably hear it all the time. And I get back into the headspace of the worst three years of my life, locker stuffed with crosses. Oh, my God. That's like satanic. Endless taunting <laughs> that never stopped. The physical no, harassment. All bad. The faculty ambushing me and trying to fix me. All right. Puts me in a terrible mood. But. I remember that when I was a younger kid, back before that school, I used to have positive associations with the season. No, no school, family trips, people being generous and happy. I want to try and bring myself back to that original headspace this holiday season. I don't want to be such a hate-filled piece of shit anymore. <laughs> You're not a piece of shit. You're not. I don't want that place to have that power over me anymore. What advice do you have for taking that season back? Oh. Well, first of all, good for you. Like, you have really thought this through Mm -hmm. and you've identified what you used to like about the holiday. And I think that's a huge step towards getting where you want to go and getting back to that place. And I know you were, when you say you're a hate-filled piece of shit, I said, you earned that. So be nice to yourself. Oh, that's nice. Like you earned being like upset by this holiday. So just like be. I love that you're like, you've earned that. Well, you have this, like this whole, I mean, I can't even believe, I'm just so curious about like, I feel like maybe you just have a memoir in you because this is crazy. Yeah, totally. Your Jewish parents that you're Christian, like that's, I'm already confused. Um, I said, you know, here's where you start making it personal to you and creating your own traditions moving mm-hmm. forward. You go back to those things that you really loved about the holiday. And um, that's, that's to me, that's it. Now you can create this holiday for yourself, with your friends, with your family, whoever, mm-hmm. however you want to. And I think that's will be a big part in kind of reclaiming the fun that you used to have with mm-hmm. it. And also don't hang out with anyone who's religious. I feel like that might be – because what you said is like I don't hear the heightened rhetoric either because I feel like it's so commercialized. Yeah, I just hear money, money, money. Unless you are religious, you don't really care about the religious aspect of the holiday. So maybe – I don't know. Just hang out with people who don't care about that, you know? Yeah, and – I, would, I have a few suggestions. They're kind of spiritual hippy-dippy. But okay, go for it because, you know, you're more hippy-dippy than I am. I'm so hippy-dips. I have three suggestions. First of all, I don't know if you have a lot of money or any money or no money, but if you were going to buy gifts for anyone, um, maybe the gifts you buy are in service to the trans community. So, like, I made a donation in your name to the transgender whatever, whatever, idea. so that you're helping and raising awareness and, like, bringing a positive message Um that kind of thing. I don't know if you can volunteer around this time of year. Maybe you already do all that stuff anyway. The other thing I would say is this is where meditation can help. There's a beautiful meditation. It's um, and it's traditionally like originally Buddhist, but it's it's non secular. But it might help to even even rebelliously push away more religion with a kind of a more spiritual one. It's the loving kindness meditation where you picture someone that you really love and you send them, you can just Google, it's called loving kindness meditation. You say, may you be happy. May you be at ease. May you live with joy. It's like that kind of thing. May you be happy. May you be free. May you live with ease. Then you think of someone that you're just neutral about your Mm -hmm. mailman, whatever you send them that too. (laughs) Then you think of someone that's hurt you and you send them that. And that is very hard to do. 
and that will help heal you. You don't oh, have so to forgive them, but it can help free you up this time of year because the anger will only... Resentment is the poison that we take, right. whatever. But I also think it's also okay to hate them, but like just work against them as much as you can by helping others. And then I would think my next third, fourth, fifth, and sixth advice <laughs> would be, why don't you write down everything you love about the season? And then on another piece of paper, write down everything you hate and everything that's hurt you and like ceremoniously like burn it. Mm -hmm. um, it's not going to go away, but just a little ceremony that maybe you can invite people over to witness or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you have to get a little I like that. Spiritual. I like the idea of creating some kind of ceremony for yourself, creating something <clears throat> yeah. that you can celebrate with people who love you and accept you for who you are mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of banish those bad feelings. Right. And maybe make a Jewish tree or something. My sister makes great Hanukkah wreaths. Oh, what? that's right. Somebody wrote me that they love Wreath Havoc. Thank you. Let's give the name again of the website. Or is it just on Instagram? Uh, she's on Instagram at Wreath Havoc. And I isn't think it there's dash? An underscore there underscore. between Wreath and Havoc. And she will be at Crafty Balboa on December 8th in Philly. So please do stop by. Oh, I love that. She's yeah. such a Hallmark movie. I can't believe I'm trying to sell a wreath to this person while they're going through <laughs> Like, listen, but seriously, uh, I just think you're in a great place because you're so you're already aware of what you want. Right. To do. They have the right ideas about like what the totally. healing way is. Mm -hmm. um, hi, Jen. Call me Joe Sabs. OK, my ex and I are separated. We're gay cis men. Wait, cis. Oh, means. Uh, yeah, not trans. OK, uh, cisgender. cisgender. Mm -hmm. I get confused sometimes. Uh, I actually don't get confused, but I just was like, I never usually hear gay cis. I always hear straight yes, cis. So yes. I was like, wait, what? I know. We're gay cis men. I gave him my island apartment. Ooh, it must be nice. And found somewhere <laughs> nicer. Oh, it must be real nice. But with a location, unless it's like a Long Island apartment. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> but with a location that sucks in comparison for about the same... Con wait, hang on. Too many jokes. I'm confused. I gave him my island apartment and found somewhere nicer, but with a location that sucks in comparison... Oh, so the place is nicer, but the location sucks in comparison for about the same cost as living with him. He had a shitty year and I had to end things to save my own sanity from being his transportation and his maid during difficult times. Well, made always in difficult times for a solid year. We both love each other and are neither ready to be back together with each other until we fix ourselves. Good. He is still romantically in love with me, whereas I see him as family. Mm. You need a no contact. Meanwhile, that's my solution to everything. It's the only thing that helps. <laughs> Meanwhile, my family insists on me visiting for Christmas, which I love doing, but prefer bringing him as a shield from them digging into my personal life. You're using him. That's not nice. You can't do that. He loves you. You're using him as a shield. Like you have to deal with them. You, and this will help you grow as a person. I'm like so passionate about this already. I know. You can't. This is like your, this is your. This is my jam. This is your wheelhouse. I use my vacation pay over the summer and have seen my family more times within the past year than the last five. I think I just need to be zen about the whole situation and let things happen how they will. Uh, sure. Or just don't go see them. But if you... Oh, they're, they're... Yeah, but don't... You can't bring him because it's using him. Meanwhile, I'm on the verge of taking a U-Haul and moving somewhere else less red politically in order to thrive. Sure. Everything kind of breaks even for me eventually, and I do value relationships the most in life. The details are vague to protect his privacy of his awful year, but I've had lots of mental health problems from teens to mid-20s and kind of snapped to my senses around when we began dating in January 2014. The main issues are healthcare, income, being paid what we're worth, and being savvy with what we have. It's way too much of an information overload, so feel free not to use this as an example because I could go on for days. Email back with any probing questions. Okay. 
So I don't know what he wants to do. I would just say. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, there's not really a question here. No, I just think that he. It sounds like he's in a place where he's having to like juggle seven million decisions. Yeah. <clears throat> and part of it is, should he stay where he is, leave the partner behind, go with, visit the family? There's just a lot of stuff going well, on. Well, I think his family is coming to visit him, it sounds like, right? Oh, they visit him. Yeah. Right. Sorry, and he sorry, likes sorry. to have his ex-boyfriend as a shield from them digging into his personal life. But all you have to say is we just broke up and I actually don't want to talk about it. And this yeah. will be growth for you and let them dig and deal with the uncomfortability. Because otherwise you're using someone that you see as family. Well, if you love him enough to see him as, but, but you see him as family, but look how you see your family, people you need a shield from. So that might even be a compliment <laughs> that you see him as family. I just think if someone loves you, you can't treat them that way. You just can't. Yeah. I mean, we're all, it's nice to have a partner to diffuse the family dynamic. I mean, we've all oh yeah been there, but you know, if you, if you need. <laughs> if you're not in love with them, it's kind of mean. <laughs> <laughs> and could I have that island apartment? Just, you know. We don't know. He said it's somewhere in the red states so. though. Oh yeah, that's true. I was picturing like a real island, like a beautiful tropical I'm island. I'm picturing Johnny Depp's island that he owns. <laughs> Okay, this one I didn't read thoroughly, so it's going to be a ride for me. Afraid to tell mom this one? Yeah, so this is our final one. Very interesting one, I think. Hi, Jen and Allison. I hope I get this in under the wire. You did. You did. In time for you to get to it for your Thanksgiving advice episode. Oh. Well. No. What? Well, it'll air before Thanksgiving. Okay, yeah. We're still good. My situation has been causing me anxiety, and I realize that the podcast might be the best place to get some unfiltered advice. Please don't use my name. You can call me Sarah. Hi, Sarah. I'm 40 years old, never married, no kids. I haven't had many serious relationships, but I've dated a lot of guys that never went anywhere serious, both the dudes and the relationships. (laughs) My family is not local, and we are not super close. We talk frequently, but mostly about superficial stuff. Politics, news, TV. Like, (laughs) that's not superficial superficial. at all. I love that. Never been anything real, because my family doesn't do emotion well. Oh, I get it. It's taken a lot of therapy to understand that I was not raised with unconditional love. Ah, you know what my therapist always says? If you miss the boat on that one, you fucking miss the boat. Like, you can't get it from other people. It's like family only. Um, and, but in a positive way, she means it like, so don't go looking where it isn't. Cause you'll just like, it. you can't have it in a relationship. <laughs> That's not what relationships are. Clearly than this. Yes. Cause <laughs> she wasn't, a, cause I wasn't even, but just, I mean, she wasn't saying it to me because I did right. get unconditional love, but she was giving an example of like, we can't get it from romantic relationships. Like it right. would be unhealthy and weird. Okay. Anyway. Um, got you. So, and talking to my parents about feelings is just not kosher. Cool. Well, I think I have a fabulous full life with lots of interests, close friends, and quote, hobbies. My mother feels that my life is pretty much a waste since I'm not married with kids. I hate, when is that generation just going <sighs> to die? Um, <laughs> when I tell her somewhere cool or something exciting I do with friends, she'll say, you know, I don't want to hear about it until you tell me you're going there with a boyfriend. What, what year is it, mom? Oh, is, it my 50, God. is it 1952? And even then that's not okay. No. Can you just... She's mean. I mean, I'm assuming when your mom says something like that, you tell her that that's completely not cool, right? Here's the I thing, hope too. You do. It's like, it's her embarrassment of, like, what her friends are saying about... Like, she doesn't even have her own opinions about you. Like, we can get mad and go, her opinion's so fucked up, but this is some opinion that was given to her that she doesn't... Need. This is so not about her real thoughts on you. She is being a big old cunt. <laughs> When I dated people, I never told her about it because, frankly, it's none of her business. And I didn't want her to get all excited about something that never materialized. I figured I would tell her if something became serious. Fast forward through years, decades of this, and now I am finally in a healthy, serious, and very happy relationship. 
Only problem is it's been so long since I've told my family about anyone I was seeing 10 years, meaning 10 years since she's told them. I think so, yes. Yeah. I don't know how to tell my mother without her completely freaking out. I'm going home for Thanksgiving solo. I'm going to have to tell her. I don't know why this terrifies me so much. I'm 40 freaking years old. Why do I care so much? But I just don't know how to breach this conversation with her. So she has to tell her mom, I'm in a relationship. But don't get too excited. Is that the question? I think she's just, I mean, the the. I guess it feels, I'm tr- what I'm getting from this is like, once she tells her mom she's in a relationship, yeah. then she gets this thing from her mom, this approval, right. which is a bullshit approval, right. but that she still in some way feels like she wants because we all are still our parents' children. And no matter how old we get, we still have all this old shit right. that we keep and we can't help it. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why you still want your mom's approval right there. Because like as as you know, we're still, unless we were, you have to really work on that stuff to not yeah. feel that anymore. I think like you're, that's yeah. big, deep, old stuff that comes with you through your whole life. And your yeah. mother is not clearly not an easy woman. No. Like, so, I mean, first of all, great. I'm so glad you're in a good relationship and coming from this, that could have been difficult. So good for you. Yeah. You have a great life. Awesome. And um, I don't know. It's so interesting because it's almost like, I think you just tell her and then like, hey, I'm seeing someone. I really like them. And then just leave the fucking room. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, just tell her. And if she keeps asking, just say, look, it has to you want it to last and be good. So that's why you're not going overboard with it. You'll get the invitation to the wedding if it goes there. Until then, it wouldn't be appropriate to bring him home yet. We have our own lives like it's good, but I want to talk about it. And if she yeah. keeps going on and on, just say, you're not nice about this stuff and I don't feel safe. Like, just fucking throw some language at her that she's never heard and let her feel like shit and go, pantry. You used to have a joke about The pantry crier. Yeah. Yeah. But you live in an apartment, so you have to just open your cabinet. That was <laughs> such a classic Allison joke. You guys, this was classic. We just, humor. Without, I mean, you can do it as your bit, but explain well, I what remember. I'm talking about. Well, it's just that I had a bit about how my mom... Uh, we grew up in a house and my mom was a pantry crier. Uh, and when you say that in a room full of women, it was so weird because women all knew what you meant immediately. Yeah. So my mom used to like go walk into her walk-in pantry and cry. <laughs> and I was like, I always wondered what she would have done if we'd grown up in an apartment. Would she have just opened up a cupboard and stuck her head? <laughs> like that was the joke. Um, but the so funny good. thing is like the reaction you get to pantry crying when you talk about it. I didn't even have one, but I got it. Just, <laughs> Thank it you. I love it. But I feel like, yeah, let, she's going to have to own her own reactions and you don't have to sit there. And if the, her reactions annoy you, then walk away. And then again, like then that's where you go take care of yourself in your corner. Right. How does it feel? Because my mom feels bad for me all the time. She says the same thing over. I look at your Instagram and you're always alone. And I feel so bad for you. I'm like, mom, I had to show her my text thread. I'm like, I have so many friends. I can't keep up with them. I don't put my social life on my Instagram. It's for career stuff. And it's supposed to look like I'm busy. I'm doing these events. Like I'm always alone when I'm on the road alone. Yeah. But I don't put, I'm hanging out with this person, like not too much because I don't know why. And I have all kinds of friends and then don't like each other. And it's just like, it's just easier if I don't put my personal life everywhere. And she thinks it means I'm alone. And I'm like, I was married and I wasn't happy. (laughs) You know, like we've seen... The, the, I'm like, I'm, my life is great. Uh, I mean, I think like... I also have depression, so it doesn't matter if technically... <laughs> I was going to say, like, I've been alone and happy. Right now I'm alone and I'm not happy about it. Yeah. But... You've been, I'm sure, with there's people something and unhappy. that like my, pa- my mom, uh, my mom worries a lot, you know, and she really like, 
worries about us. Like, what will they do if they're like, she used to ask my sister, like, what is Allison going to do if she's not with someone? You know, like it was worse. But the funny thing to me is I feel like I somehow scared my parents into like, they won't ask me directly anymore. Like, maybe you should try this technique with your mom somehow. Like, just be sharp with her enough that you scare her into not asking anymore. Yes. Like, just like, I have a boyfriend. I'm not talking about it. And if she goes like way over the top, you just, I don't know, just like stand yeah. your ground and just, but the thing is, if you, if you always tell her things or don't tell her things because of how she makes you feel, then she controls the dynamic of your relationship completely. Yep. So you need to just go. Here I am. I'm 40. I have what I want in my life. I'm going to just be honest with my parents. And it's not about their reaction. It's not about what you need from them or want from them. It's about you needing to say it, wanting to say it, and saying it. And there's no, that's it. That's all you're getting. Yep. And that's all that's important at the end of the day, I think. Like, you can't expect some great whatever from it. You just have to say, I want to say this, so I'm saying it. And that's all I expect from it. And then if you have, like, a fake parent in your head, like, uh, talk to them about it. That makes sense. Yeah. Like uh, another thing is I always go, what would Madonna do? Like when I'm having trouble acting like a grown up lady, I'm like, she wouldn't take this shit for one minute. She'd be like, I don't think so. She has a Southern <laughs> accent now. I don't know if you've heard her. It's the new thing. She's like, y'all, I'm eating a hamburger. And I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? Allison, you were brilliant as always. You too. The listeners JK. just JKL. love the advice. Jimmy Buffett also did Melikaliki Maka. Let's see what his sounds like. I'm guessing he's the Bing Crosby one. Yeah, his sounds pretty traditional. Hey, this isn't terrible. His voice isn't bad. I don't I can't like believe Jimmy Buffett this. normally, but I feel islandy about it. Well, Bing's is too like. I think that's Buffett's forte, right? Islandy. Island, yeah. Island songs, island singing. You know who I really like? Me. Besides you. Who? I love Leon Redbone Christmas songs. Okay, that's, yeah, I don't know that. Oh my God. I love. (laughs) He's got the, he plays the, uh, he plays the snowman in um, Elf. Oh, really? I think so. Or maybe not. Maybe they just play his music, but he goes. Wait for Santa to sail in with your That's very old timey. But he looks like this. He kind of looks like one of the Blues Brothers. He looks like Father Guido Sarducci. Yes. (laughs) I love the Kingston Trio Christmas album. Oh, what are they? That's like my favorite. That was like going way back to like when I was a kid. That's what we listened to at home. I'm going to find it really quick. You know, there's one of those folk trio kind of things. Oh, I put, because oh, I the, see. The, the album cover was the best because it had them all, like they were all carrying presents and the guy, they're all standing in a row and the one guy is ringing the doorbell and the other guys are ringing the other guy's ears. So they had a little sense of humor. Yeah, like their fingers in the ears instead of the doorbell. I'm finding them on. Uh... Yeah, they're very like. Do you know what I also, healthy. do you know who I'm into? And it makes me cry. <laughs> those, those like. Sib- tra- Trans-Siberian Orchestra when it's like dun, 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 <laughs> because I went to New York a couple so years crazy. ago and they did like sax you know like Fifth Avenue yeah. sax like the light show that goes with it and I was it's just so powerful that it you either cry or you like get a loose bowel cry but or I, die but it just 
The White Winter Snows, performed by the Kingston oh, yeah. Trio. It's like classic. The White Snows of Winter. Yep, listen. It's classic. Classic Kingston. The White Snows of Winter. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the harmonies really have to come in there. It's just no good. It's hilarious. I just picture your voice is so good. Oh I just God, picture people wearing worst. sandals with socks around the fireplace and it's bothering me. But they're more kind of, I feel like they're more six. Oh, I see. They're the sixties folk. Like we would have yeah. played at. Um, they're kind of the Peter, Paul and Mary era, I guess. Totally. Yeah. They have like iron shirts tucked in. Yes, the iron shirts. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do. You know what I'm saying. All right. Well, that, listen, people, it's Thanksgiving, not Christmas. I forgot. But this That's isn't the so Thanksgiving exciting. advice episode. It's Christmas, Christmas advice. advice. All right. We love you. I have to run in my back, doctor. Oh, shit. I was supposed to stand throughout this episode. I forgot. Oh, it's going to hurt. Oh, I'm just a... Jen Kirkman may not return. <laughs> oh, okay. Until next week, have fun.